Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for standing by and welcome to the Sierra Metals Q1 2020 Consolidated Financial Results Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a lesson-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star zero. I will now like to turn the conference over to your speaker today, Mike McAllister, VP Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you, operator, and good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sierra Metals Q1 2020 results conference call. On today's call, we are joined by Igor Gonzalez, our president and CEO, as well as Ed Gimaris, our CFO. Today's call, as mentioned by the operator, will be uh, followed by a question and answer period. The accompanying presentation for today's call is available for download both through the webcast and from the company's website at sierrametals.com. Yesterday's press release, the financial statements, and the management discussion and analysis document are all posted on the company's website. Before I turn the call over to Igor, I would like to indicate that this earnings call contains forward-looking information that is based on the company's current expectations, estimates, and beliefs. This forward-looking information is subject to a number of risks, uncertainties, and other factors. Actual results could differ materially from our conclusions, forecasts, projections, as reflected in the forward-looking information. Additional information about the material factors that could cause actual results to differ materially from the conclusion, forecast, or projection in the forward-looking information and the material factors or assumptions that were applied in drawing a conclusion or making a forecast or projections as reflected in the forward-looking information is contained in the company's annual information form, which is publicly available on CDAR or EDGAR via Form 40F or on the company's website. Please also note that all dollar amounts mentioned on today's call are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. I would now like to turn the call over to Igor Gonzalez, our President and CEO. Please go ahead, Igor. Thanks, Mike, uh, and good morning, everyone. Uh, before I speak uh, about uh, about some of the first quarter uh, 2020 production and financial highlights, I would like to take a quick moment to update you on the most recent COVID-19 developments in Mexico and Peru. If we can turn to a slide number four, uh, Peru entered into a state of emergency on March 17th, and has now been extended uh, until May 24th. During this time, only essential services could, be, could operate and travel is restricted uh, within the country. However, the government has allowed some economic uh, activities to start and large open pit mining companies have been uh, cleared to restart operations. We're hopeful that shortly the government will allow mid-size and underground mining to commence as well. In the case of Mexico, a state of emergency was also declared on March 30th, 
and has been extended to May 30th. However, on May 13th, the Mexican government declared mining as an essential uh, service effective May 18th, allowing for the normalization of mining operations. Therefore, the Bolivar mine uh, could uh, restart normal operations on May 18th. The Cusi mine remains in care and maintenance as management continues to evaluate the best path forward and uh, we cannot mobilize the workforce from the nearby city yet uh, while the health uh, emergency state uh, still remains in place. The company continues to focus on the health, safety, and well-being of its workforce. A smaller workforce has been retained at Yauricocha to oversee the critical aspects of the operations and complete maintenance activities. Employees due to report for work at Yauricocha and Bolivar are screened, medical screened, tested for COVID and quarantined before being allowed to join the active workforce uh, at the mine. Additionally, the active workforce continues to be monitored on a daily basis at both mines for any potential symptoms. Uh, through this process, two potential cases were detected during the screening process at the Yauricocha mine. One of them was confirmed positive during the quarantine uh, period, and the other is still a potential case that according to uh, the quick test that we have on hand. The potential case was likely due to a previous viral infection, but we are taking every precaution at both at all of the cases, and, uh, and they all were returned to their home and referred to further medical treatment. As a precaution, their families have also been offered to be tested. The company is doing everything we can to protect its employees and take care of other families while protecting our active workforces and to prevent labor disruptions. We're also supporting nearby communities with uh, EPP uh, supplies and fumigation equipment. Due to the contained impact of the COVID on metal prices, uh, sorry, due to the continued impact of uh, the COVID on metal prices, global economic uncertainty and the related work stoppages at all mines, the company has suspended all previously issued 2020 annual, annual guidance. The overall effect on company's business will depend on how quickly its sites can safely return to normal operations and on the duration of impact on its customers and market for its products, all of which are unknown at this time. The resumption to normal operating activities is highly dependent on the progression of the pandemic and the success of measures taken to prevent transmission, which will influence when health and government authorities remove various restrictions on business activities. Moving now on to, to quarter one uh, 2020 highlights. Uh, turning to uh, slide number five, the company has achieved a strong consolidated production this quarter. Consolidated mill throughput was 740,689 tons, a 30% increase over Q1 2019. 
Consolidated copper equivalent pounds produced increased 43% to 31.2 million pounds as the company achieved the higher production for all metals as compared to Q1 2019, despite the impact of COVID-19 pandemic in the second half of March 2020. Adiaricocha, despite the loss of 15 days production due to COVID pandemic, uh, had 20, 22% higher throughput thanks in part to running the mill at higher throughput levels until the state of, of emergency was declared in Q1. Additionally, the mine had a large stockpile of ore, which we were able to continue processing during the work stoppage with a smaller workforce. At Bolivar, we again had record quarterly throughput this quarter, with approximately 4,315 tons per day average uh, processed as we continue to ramp up the mine up towards the 5,000 ton per day level. Pussy has experienced delays this quarter as we continue to encounter difficulties catching up with development due to previous subsidence issues which required us to leave a 16-meter pillar containing the previously completed development, which in included some high-grade ore. Revenues from metals payable increased 13% to $55.6 million. Adjusted EBITDA increased 24% to $16.1 million compared to Q1 2019. Adjusted net income came, came in at $1.2 million or one cent per share for Q1 2020. We finished the quarter with a cash balance of 37 million, which decreased from $43 million at the end of 2019 due to 11.2 million of capital expenditures. 1.3 million interest payments offset by 6.5 million of operating cash flow after working capital adjustments and tax. The metals mix as a percentage of revenue for the company has copper leading the way at 40%, which is expected to continue and possibly increase further with the expansion at the Bolivar mine. Following by zinc and silver, each at 20%, followed by lead at 10% and gold at 9%. Gold has also seen, uh, we've seen an increase uh, of uh, gold revenues given the, the latest prices. In Q1, we continue to face lower base metal price uh, and 92% higher treatment and refining charges, as well as higher sustaining capital costs. Despite these challenges, the company generated a significant amount of operating cash flow, which has been allocated carefully and prudently to fund capital expenditures and maintain liquidity. Furthermore, we continue to realize substantial returns on the capital invested in our projects. Turning to slide number six, at Yauricocha, the mine is trending towards copper as our main product as a percentage of revenue and as a percentage of net smelter royalties. As such, we're reporting copper figures in addition to zinc for Yauricocha. When compared to the same period in 2019, Cash costs were down 20% to uh, 43 cents per, uh, of dollar per sink equivalent payable pound. 
Oil and sustaining costs were down 3% to 82 cents per sink equivalent payable pounds. As the 46% increase in sink equivalent pounds sold more than sold more than offset the impact of the increase in treatment and refining charges and higher sustain, sustaining capital costs. Looking at costs now for a copper from a copper perspective, when compared to the same period in 2019, cash costs were down 7% to 1.17 dollars per copper equivalent payable pound, and all in sustaining costs were up 15% to $2.24 per copper equivalent payable pound, as the 24% increase in copper equivalent pounds sold could not offset the impact of the higher treatment and refining charges and higher sustaining capital costs. At Bolivar, Compared to the same period in 2019, cash costs were 99% lower at $1.15 per copper equivalent payable pound. All in sustaining costs were down 48% to $1.85. The decrease in unit costs at Bolivar were driven by the 43% increase in mill throughput and higher grades resulting in higher metal production and sales. All in sustaining costs per copper equivalent payable pound during the first quarter decreased largely due to the combined impact of 78% higher copper equivalent pound sold and 70% lower sustaining capital. CUSI faced higher operating costs due to the development costs as a consequence of the subsidence experienced in late 2019 and due to the write-off of stockpiles and concentrated inventory at quarter end. As such, cash costs were 30% higher at $22.62, and all in sustaining costs were flat, coming in at $30 per silver equivalent payable ounce when compared to Q1 2019. We believe that with increased throughput and more efficiencies, we can realize lower costs going forward in this mine. Looking ahead in 2020, looking ahead in 2020 on the slide number seven, we still see a strong growth for the company as the COVID pandemic effects begin to ease and operations begin to return to normal, such as in Mexico, with mining being declared as essential service and mining operations beginning to normalize there starting on May 18th. Adiauricocha, we have the flexibility to run the mill at higher levels to help make up lost tonnages. And we're still optimistic that we will receive our permit from the government this year, which will allow us to increase production by 20% to 3,600 tons per day level. Moreover, we're completing studies to increase throughput to 5,500 tons per day in the next few years. At Bolivar, we continue to ramp up production to 5,000 tons per day level, which is a 38% increase over 2019. Furthermore, the recent Bolivar mineral resource update provided for a significant increase in mineral resources and has demonstrated that further expansion potential exists beyond 5,000 tons per day level, which will be evaluated through 
an updated preliminary economic assessment. At CUSI, the mine remains in care and maintenance as management continues to evaluate the best path forward for CUSI to complete the needed development and reach throughput targets. Because of the government-imposed lock lockdown and CUSI being placed into care and maintenance, the anticipated NI43101 will be delayed. Turning now to slide number eight, I would like to reassure everyone that during this COVID-19 pandemic, we first and foremost are taking care of our workforce. We continue to have a strong balance sheet and we have reduced and deferred capital expenditures to ensure we emerge as a strong company as before the pandemic. Once the situation returns to a more normal one and metal prices improve, we remain poised for strong future growth and cash flow. We will continue to make prudent strategic investments in the company which will benefit all shareholders. Sierra Metals has large land packages with many high value targets that with exploration and development can provide lower cost organic growth for many years ahead. With that, I will now turn the call back to Mike. Thanks, Igor. That ends the presentation portion of this call. We would now like to open up the call to questions from our participants. Operator, could you please open up the lines? Thank you. At this time, if you'd like to ask a question, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please wait while we compile the question. Your first question comes from the line of Jake from Roth Capital Partners. Please go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my questions. It, uh, it looks like you're Jake. Treatment charges increased fairly substantially during the quarter. Um, I'm just wondering, are, are these locked in over the course of 2020, or, or do you expect them to come down as we've seen some global supply come offline uh, due to COVID-19? Hi, hi, Jake. Thanks for the question. Um, yeah, the, the TCs and RCs are locked in for 2020. Uh, and what you are seeing in terms of the global TC situation uh, they have, spot sales have come down primarily for zinc, as um, you know, and that's largely because of what's happening in in Chile and uh, and Peru with uh, the concentrate restrictions. Um, but these should normalize by by the end of the year. So the TCs, RCs are expected to for zinc anyway to to creep up to around 300 tons by the end of the year. And uh, okay. Jake, our our, our all our contracts, Jake, are, are for one year, and, and so it'll, it'll, it'll go all, all the way through the end of this year. Okay, that's helpful. Um, yep. And then can you, can you just give us a bit more color on the trend we're seeing towards copper production at, at Yorokocha? Um, are, are the copper dominant areas expected to be mined over the course of the year into next year, or just any color surrounding that would be helpful? Sure. Um, yes, we uh, fortunately in Yauricocha, uh, the the Yauricocha mine is uh, uh, divided into various areas. One of the areas is Esperanza, which is essentially a, a copper mine, an underground copper mine, and uh, and it, it extends towards Cachicachi. So with with current uh, prices, with current uh, conditions. We're trying to maximize the opportunity of uh, of trying to 
go to this area and mine uh, more ore, given the, the current prices and TCSRCs for zinc. And we are able to do that because we have resources in, in uh, Esperanza. And also we, we have identified additional ore in the area between Esperanza and Cachicachi. So yes, we're reviewing our mine plan and uh, we would like to to add more 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 copper tons in our in our production for this year. Okay, it's it's good to see you guys taking advantage of that flexibility. Um, and then just lastly, at Kusi, is is there a particular silver price you need to see to move forward with the development work there? You know, assuming things are able to come back online over the medium term. Uh, okay, let me let me answer. Uh, first and then it will probably complement. Uh, in CUSI, what we have done is uh, we, we have uh, reviewed the needed uh, development. We need an additional 1,500 meters of, of, of development in order to be able to have enough phases to feed the mill at, at a steady state of 1,200 tons per day. We have tested the mill at 1,200 tons per day already many times, so we know it can do it. And so the only thing remaining is to have enough open uh, ore faces to, to feed, uh, to have a steady feed to the mill. Then the other activity that uh, is required at, at uh, CUSI is to uh, finalize the construction of the uh, new tailings facility. So we have put both activities in front of our board, uh, both the development and the tailings uh, facility and when the board approves this capital, then we can move forward with the development. Uh, I, I will let Ed uh, talk about the, the, the price. Thanks, Igor. In terms of uh, prices, Jake, there's, there's really, uh, you know, based on consensus prices of, uh, of 1750 and above, there's no reason CUSI uh, can't make uh, money. Uh, we, we are in a particularly downturn for silver, especially when you compare it to, to gold prices. Um, so, uh, but in terms of consensus going forward, uh, QC should be, be making money at, uh, at those prices. Okay, that's fair. That was all on my end, thanks again. Your next question comes from the line of Mark with Noble Capital Market, please go ahead. Good morning, and thanks for taking my question. Um, just real quickly, I guess to start off, um, Ed, what are your current thoughts on, on capital expenditures uh, this year? Hi, um, thank you. Who, who's, who asked the question? Uh, this is Mark. 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 Hi, Mark. Well, given, you know, given that we've suspended guidance until – until the pandemic situation returns to a somewhat normal um, situation or environment, it, it's very difficult to to really comment on on our capital spend. Where the focus is to to preserve as much cash as possible. Um, we don't know how long this pandemic will last, whether it will come in waves. Um, so we're doing everything we can to to minimize capital spend without. Uh, without jeopardizing uh, needed development uh, to, to keep the mines um, producing. But, but you have a yeah, lot I, of I, I, 
Go ahead, Mark, I, I should. I'd like to complement that uh, as part of our um, scenario analysis uh, during the, this uh, pandemic. We have broken up every a major capital project uh, uh, that is in, in uh, Sierra into uh, uh, smaller portions that are essential for 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 the operations. Uh, and just to give you an example. Uh, one of the areas of priority in, uh, when selecting uh, capital project would be the connection between uh, Esperanza and, and Cachicachi, which we have already advanced 150 meters, and we need to, to develop that area and, and drill. Uh, another, another critical um, part is, is uh, restoring, for example, uh, doing maintenance to the central shaft and, and, and so forth. So we know exactly now uh, what pieces of, uh, of uh, what parts of the different capital projects we can uh, commence at, at each individual uh, time. And during the pandemic, we, we have stopped all capital project spend just to, to conserve uh, funds. Well, that's very helpful. Um, just the second question is just to follow up on, on QC. I think there's kind of two elements there. There's one that there's the there's the uh, silver prices have been uh, uh, not cooperative, I guess, but but also there's the issue of, of more developments needed at the mine to be able to enable it to operate at that 1,200 tons per day. And so right now it's on care and maintenance. And I was just kind of wondering for the balance of the year whether you know you would continue to keep it out of service or you know, how you're thinking about that. In other words, do you need to see prices go higher before you're willing to invest more in the development, you know, to bring the capacity up to 1,200 tons per day, uh, which might, you know, protract things a little bit, or uh, just maybe a little clarity there? Sure. Um, well, what I indicated is that we, we need the, uh, 15 meter, 1500 meters of development. This translates in, in, in terms of timing uh, about one and a half to two months of, of uh, development. And, and, uh, and, and, but at the same time, we would have to kick in with the, with the tailings uh, facility, a continuation of the construction process. Uh, so, both activities are uh, now being presented to our board. They, they are fully aware of that that's needed, that capital, additional capital is needed to commence operations in, 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 in CUSI. Uh, and uh, and uh, once we see that conditions are favorable in terms of, uh, of health and also pricing, then we, we can immediately ask for the authorization to the board and, and, and resume CUSI. Ed, the last question. Sure, sure. No, that's fine. Well, the last question is just more of a kind of an industry question, and that is that, you know, copper prices have have remained, you know, obviously reflecting the the, the uh, economic uh, outlook. But at the same token, so the prices are low. But I happened to catch, you know, the Financial Times had a had a uh, headline that said Barrick on the hunt for copper deals, and um, do you think at this point, I mean, are the industry participants kind of looking beyond this pandemic? And, you know, has the industry started to kind of focus on the long-term, the long, intermediate and longer-term supply-demand 
uh, factors for copper, which uh, in my view are favorable. Uh, so um, do you think you, we will see you know, more activity uh, uh, in the space? Um, uh, this is Igor, and, uh, and my, my uh, opinion is that uh, that indeed will be the case uh, as um, copper uh, represents uh, a long-term investment. And, uh, and uh, as, as we move forward, uh, the, the industry that consumes uh, copper will, will become more prevalent, uh, electric cars, uh, solar cells, etc. And, and so uh, I think we have a, a good future for, for, for copper. Uh, on our end, as a, as a company, uh, we are growing our resources very fast uh, at Bolivar and, and also at, uh, at, uh, at Yauricocha. And, and uh, more important, uh, perhaps, in, in our case, is that the, the operating cost at, at, uh, um, at Bolivar is, is very competitive. And, uh, and that puts us in a, in a very positive uh, position for, for as a copper producer. Well, I agree. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Your next question comes online of Heko with HC Wainwright. Please go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my questions, and I hope everybody is staying safe. Um, building a bit on what Jake asked earlier with the treatment of refining charges, can you talk a little bit what you've seen in April and, more importantly, during call it the last week or two in May, and are people willing willing to chat longer term, or what are you seeing with that? Hi, hi. Uh, go ahead, Ed. Yeah, I could just talk uh, briefly on what I'm seeing uh, with the zinc TCs. Um, so, essentially, since about uh, I'd say the end of March, um, we we saw a, a big drop in in spot TCs to about. Uh, so two two sixty five, two hundred sixty five bucks a ton, um, and then we saw an, another significant drop over the last week, the two weeks where we're uh, zinc TCs are sitting at approximately uh, one hundred eighty five dollars a ton. So and that was largely due to the production restrictions, uh, shortfalls that were coming out of, of uh, Peru and, and Chile. But uh, I, I believe those to be short-lived. Once once uh, production normalizes out of Peru and, and Chile, you should see a return back to um, the at least the 280 to 300 uh, TCs. Uh, on the on the operating on the operating side of things, Heiko, all of our production in May and and uh, in April. Uh, have been has been accepted very uh, uh, with, without any any inconvenience uh, in in the refineries and and the concentrate uh, buyers. So uh, we haven't had any any issues with uh, shipping our our production. Uh, that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, given that we're in pretty crazy and, and pretty much unprecedented times right now, I mean, the capital markets at times, um, mostly about March here, we're going absolutely nuts. Can you just maybe give your thoughts on some potential for longer-term hedging? I, I know it's Pandora's box, and a lot of investors don't like it at all. 
But, I mean, just at what point in time does it make me – and I understand prices are low right now, so I'm not saying in this immediate term. But at what point in time does it maybe make sense to do a little bit of thinking about, uh, you know, hedging, uh, hedging some, some non-core production? Uh, I, I will answer a part. I, I think with our operating costs, we, we would like to be positioned such, in such a way that we can benefit from any upside in, in price. I think that that's uh, of, of importance. Now, with with gold uh, going up uh, so fast, uh, I, we have seen some some companies hedging on their gold uh, future production. Uh, although our our production is not significant, uh, yet it, it amounts for nine percent of our revenue. Uh, but I uh, at this point in time, I given our our uh, especially our operating costs. Uh, that we have been able to optimize, we're well placed to benefit from any upside in, in, in pricing. Ed, you want to complement that? Sure, Igor. Just just to add, that having having the benefit of producing five metals, we we we're, we're diversified enough, and that's that's creating a natural hedge in and of itself that we could take advantage of uh, stronger metals, for instance, uh, gold, right now, um, and. Uh, and, and copper uh, soon to follow, and uh, so yeah, there's no there's no real immediate plan for hedging, and we we have enough margin that th there's no there's no need for hedging to protect our our costs. Okay, and then lastly, just in regards to travel, I mean the operations are obviously in two different countries, and to the best of my understanding, there really isn't any travel between those two places right now. How much of this is actually impacting things? I mean, one would think that, you know, you can't really give a, a proper property tour or a show that, you know, here is what we're doing on, a, on an iPad. I mean, people want to see things in, in person, and and it's it's hard it's hard to see that. And also, I would assume that there is something one of the operations doesn't want you to see. They're probably just going to forget to give it on an iPad tour. Is there any impact at all, or is it uh, meaningful yet, or are you people actually getting around at all? Uh, Heiko, uh, this is Igor here. Uh, yes, we have not been able to travel. Uh, Peru is completely closed for its uh, national and international flights, and uh, Mexico likewise. However, from day one of, of, of the COVID, we uh, created a, a crisis committee both in Yauricocha and, and in Bolivar and Cusi, and we we meet via Zoom every day, uh, in the, every morning, and uh, every uh, area manager uh, reports, uh, meaning accounting, logistics, uh, uh, IT operations, of course. And it, it it has actually worked extremely well for us because uh, never before we had so much information from each uh, area manager, and we can. Uh, make corrections on the go uh, very quickly, and everybody can uh, can uh, pitch in their their support for whatever is needed. And and so uh, we've been following uh, up on the operations uh, very closely on a daily basis. That includes Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so I, I think we're we're quite uh, quite close to the operations. As a matter of fact, uh, as we speak, there, there's a, there is a call going on uh, between the mines. So. Um, 
I think that has helped us tremendously. And uh, uh, but as soon as uh, Mexico starts uh, losing up, which uh, we think it's going to be the first one, we're going to start to see some uh, travel uh, be- between in- inside Mexico and then later with with Peru. Now the other the other element that uh, helps us uh, as a company is that. Uh, our workforce in in Mexico uh, is uh, essentially uh, uh, all but two of them are are Mexicans, and in Peru uh, our workforce is uh, all Peruvian, so uh, they're all uh, uh, on site, and and the the ones that do travel are are the corporate uh, staff uh, uh, from Toronto and and from Lima, so. Uh, that's uh, that's an update, Heiko. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and uh, stay safe. Thank you. And your next question comes from a line of Lee Copperman with Omega Family Office. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, let me first uh, compliment you. I think you're doing a very fine job in a very difficult environment. I'm curious, as you take all the moving parts, I'm not looking to put you into the guidance game because I realize you don't want to offer guidance, but would you expect all things being equal that you'd have more cash at the end of the year than you have currently? In other words, you're expecting to generate cash this year? Hi, Lee. Yes, that's correct. All right. That's my only question. Thank you, but you're doing a fine job and stay safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Again, if you'd like to ask a question, press star 1 on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Jim Young with West Family Investment. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, a couple of questions for you. Number one is uh, what seems to differentiate Sierra Metal from other uh, mining companies is, is the growth opportunities that you have ahead of you. And so what I'm curious about is if you look at the um, production at Bolivar, can you give us a sense as to – Assuming you get the the May 18th date holds, how long is it going to take you to be able to ramp towards the 5,000 tons per day in 2020? Yeah, and the, uh, Jim, this is Igor, and and the the ramp up in in, in Bolivar has uh, been on on track until COVID, of course, and it has to do a lot with development in the in the mine. Uh, the plant is is there. It's already can do 5,000. We've tested the plant many many times at 5,000. So uh, w- uh, the plant is not not an issue. I think it's mine development. So uh, as soon as we get back to normal, uh, one of our priorities will be to uh, I- increase our development meters and uh, and be able to continue the ramp uh, where we left it. We left it uh, around 4,500 tons per day. Uh, and, and as you know, during this uh, this down period, uh, we we have not done uh, all the development we we need because uh, we were operating with a limited workforce. Okay, so would <laughs> would you still expect to be able to achieve the 5,000 tons per day level in the fourth quarter of 2020? Yes, that's our expectation. Okay, and then beyond the 5,000 tons a day in 2020 in the fourth quarter, is there further ability to grow the Bolivar production in 2021 and beyond? And if so, how much? Uh, uh, we 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 have to make a, a PA first, uh, we, which is 
just uh, published our, our resources, our new 43101, and uh, and we have uh, a significant increase in resources. However, I should point out that most of the increase in is in uh, El Gallo El Gallo Inferior, uh, because which didn't have enough development to do infield drilling in Bolivar West, which uh, where we get most of our better grade. But we would like to continue a, a, a next phase of infield drilling in Bolivar West and start to, to do a, a PEA study. And the study will tell us what's, what would be a, a, a comfortable uh, capacity increase. Now, uh, up to this point, we've, we've done it uh, with uh, limited resources and, and uh, a, a further increase that has to be studied uh, and we have to analyze water, tailings, and, and, um, and power. Those are the three elements that uh, will have a, a big say on a, on, a, on a larger increase. So when, when would you expect to conclude the uh, PEA study then? The, I, I don't have a date right now, but uh, uh, probably early 2021. Okay. And... Uh, the uh, second question is, you know, I recognize that uh, given the COVID you know, situation where things have been kind of uh, shut down a little bit, but um, in the in some of the uh, prior discussions, you had mentioned that uh, the possibility of having the porphyries, and that there seem to be two porphyries at uh, Yerokocha, and I'm just kind of wondering if you can discuss, you know, the status of those two porphyries, where they are, and uh, and lastly regarding the porphyry discussion. Do you think is there a porphyry at Bolivar, and are you currently looking for a porphyry at Bolivar? Thank you. Yeah, the the I, I will answer the Bolivar part first, uh, and the the answer is yes. We we have identified a, a porphyry environment below Bolivar West, uh, uh, below and, and north of Bolivar West, and uh, we were in the in the process of of um, uh, drilling when we were interrupted by COVID, and so we've uh, we need to resume that uh, effort uh, when we resume operations. Well, it, it probably be sometime in in uh, mid late June because we first have to focus on the operation, and uh, and and yet we will continue that that uh, that work. In the case of Yauricocha, uh, I, I think we reported we entered into. Uh, with a with a mayor for for them to to evaluate what we have done to date, and that has been stopped also, and we haven't done much work on that uh, this year. As soon as we get back to normal in in Peru, we'll we'll touch base with uh, with this major and and, and try to uh, accelerate this uh, the work. Now in Yauricocha, the porphyry is, is deeper, and um, and so it, it needs a lot more work to make it economical. But at at the porphyry at the Yerikocha that you were just talking about, I thought I thought in prior discussions you mentioned there were two possible porphyries. I mean, you you got, you identified the one porphyry that you've entered into the CA with, but is there a second porphyry in the year uh, at Yerikocha? Uh, no, there's only a, a large number of anomalies. Uh, nothing like what we have identified via drilling with uh, the first porphyry. 
we we would like to to drill first before we we confirm that there is another porphyry. Okay, great. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. And there are no further questions at this time. I will turn the call back over to the presenters for closing remarks. Thank you, operator. That concludes today's call. On behalf of the management team, I would like to thank all participants for joining us today. A replay of the webcast and all the materials can be found on our website at crmetals.com. If there are any further questions or concerns, you may reach out to us anytime after today's call. Our contact information can be found in today's presentation as well as on the company's website. Thank you, operator. Please conclude the call. This concludes today's conference call. You may now disconnect. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.